here to win championships. Not one, championships. Not LeBron, tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome to another episode of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Chris Duran. As you can see, Danny Granada is not in the building today. He is actually on vacay celebrating his anniversary. So uh, good stuff for him. Congratulations to him and his partner. And But alongside me, I have two other Battered fans. And I got Solana over to my left and over to your right. And then we got Italy Jet. So we'll start off Italy. How's everything going, brother? Going great. Busy. Got a new job. I work at a soccer store now. So everything's going well. Podcasting's going well. Everything's going well. It's the holiday season. Hope everyone's well. How are you guys doing? Hey, you got any messy jerseys for sale? Yes. Yes, we do. You, you can get me the you can get me the batter discount. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> hit you up offline i'll hit you up offline but uh hey everything's going good with me as you can see it's a little cold down here chris not gonna yes. lie you know i'm i'm the miami guy where it gets under 70 i get my heavy coat out you know that's that's me um you know big big kendall guy you know that that's how we do it in kendall but uh i don't know if you can see man i got my jjj uh headband on yes you know with, I see with my that. scarf I see that. and hey i i just i love me some jjj I mean, we'll get into it a little yeah. bit later, but wow. All I can say about the rookie is wow. Yeah. Did, Pat, did Riles hit? Woo! Yes, he well, did. And we're, we're, we're going to get baby. And we're, and we're going to get into that because there's been a couple people that have been sort of outstanding in the last couple games. And right. guys, we're going to go over these games one by one. We just had three games pass last week. We played the Pacers twice and we played the Raptors. And we ended up edging out uh, two out of three. And guys, just so you guys know that are watching, on the bottom it says episode seven. It's actually episode eight. I just haven't been able to fix the graphic. But uh, nonetheless, we are now 12 and nine, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which means that we're still over 500, which is phenomenal. So let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get started, and we'll go ahead and talk about basically the the first game of. Of the of the last week, week series which was the pacers at your miami heat arena which i'm not going to call it what it is currently and um and and let's start off with with some just simple thoughts uh solana what did you think of the game just from an overall perspective and i'll give you mines and italy you could kind of chime in with yours as well i mean first of all chris i mean you, you can say it's caseus and i mean it's still the triple a in my heart but it's now the Caseya Center, I guess. Yes. So, hey, game Absolutely. number one, uh, you know, game number one, uh, Thursday night against the Pacers. You know, I, I, I the only thing I can say is a W is a W, and the Heat finally won a fourth quarter, and they won a fourth quarter, and it looks like it turned out to be a win. So, hey. Maybe they could have started a trend. I know we're going to go game by game. The trend didn't go that yeah. way. The next game, we'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. But overall, a W is a W. 
Well, and, and Italy, what, what were your thoughts on the game too? Because it's like what Solana just mentioned, right? A W is a W. We walked away with the dub. But what were your thoughts on the game? What did you think of, of the outcome on the first Pacers game, uh, which we had last week, uh, which we had last week? The difference was we had Bam and Highsmith. We looked like a complete team a little bit. I liked what the flow. I liked the three-pointers from Duncan. I like his points. I love his chemistry. Uh, and JJ is everything is advertised right now. But as we get into the next game, you know, I mean, Butler had 30, 36 points. Duncan Robinson at 16. And you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this. Solana, oh, you're right. Lowry, you got to give him some time. And Lowry has been, he's been clutch lately. So it's, it was good to see. And and I want to talk a little bit about that because one of the things that I realized in watching the game was, I mean, other than JJJ just fucking exploding, right? Yeah. Um, but one player that I thought made a difference, which I kind of called him out on our last episode, was Caleb Martin. He finally sort of yeah. started to pick up in these last three games i mean yes, a couple you know uh knucklehead turnovers uh but to me he was kind of like the shining star to me personally mm-hmm. other than jjj i imagine that solana you're gonna go with that since you're wearing the jjj headband but uh kayla martin to me was sort of the standout and somebody that i was kind of expecting to pick up the pace a little bit but solana right. what who who was the player that you thought was going to be or not thought was going to be, but was the, the biggest impactful player of that game. I mean, I think you said it right away. I'm wearing the headband. I'm going to go specifically for that game. Triple J, man. 24 big points, five big rebounds, yes. 33 minutes. Spo is trusting the rookie in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He's been playing every single Absolutely. minute of every fourth quarter in this you know last stretch of games. And if there's something that you know about Spo. It's not who starts the game. It's who finishes. And that's where you got to pay attention. And and look, the rookie is playing big minutes, and he's shown that he has the possibility to be rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And and Italy, who who did you think was, I guess, the most impactful player? I mean, I, you know, I mentioned Caleb Martin. Uh, Solana mentioned JJJ. I mean, you can mention one of those two guys as well, but like, who did you think was probably the most impactful player in that first game? Butler. I Butler is feeding. He's taking those opportunities when he needs them. Even when someone misses for a layup, he controls it. He is the glue out there, and he shows it each and every game, especially this game. So I, I love what Butler's doing. He is being Jimmy. He's being the Jimmy that's going to keep this together in the glue together and Eric Spolstra is playing him with all these guys that know what to do around him and I haven't seen that in a long time so now that I'm seeing it I'm like this is really nice everyone just feels like a team and everyone's chemistry is starting to get up to his each and every person's personal growth is getting up to that standard and that's what I've noticed these last few games so I think Jimmy is the guy right now and you know what's funny, though, and I was talking to Solana about this, you know, before we started the, the episode, but one of the things that I wanted to kind of mention um, before we got started and, and now that we're here is I noticed that the Pacers essentially had control of the game for the first two and a half quarters. 
And we didn't end up getting back the lead until a lot later. I mean, in reality, I mean, Halliburton was just annihilating us. And And I mean, I was fearful. Toppin as well. Toppin as well. Well, you know, I was going to mention that Obi Toppin to me is like a heat killer. Or like, uh, not a heat killer because he doesn't kill the heat. He's not like a top tier player. But like every time he plays the heat, it seems like he does pretty well. And maybe I'm just saying that because of the Knicks whenever he played with the Knicks against yeah. the heat. But Obi Toppin is is all over the place in terms of the kind of style that he plays. But Halliburton to me was just phenomenal that game. The, the fact that we didn't get dealt a loss with the way that he played was out of this world. I mean, Solana, did you... Did you kind of think that this game was in the bag regardless, or is it something where, where uh, you you kind of had a little bit of nerves watching the game? No, I mean, I definitely didn't think that it was in the bag at any point in the game. I mean, like you said, it, Halliburton was on yeah. fire the entire game. And yes. the Heat are known to do that. The Heat are yeah. very known to let one guy go off on the other team. And as long as they're able to control the rest of the other players, um, you know, they they usually win. This is what, this was like a super weird game because the last, I don't remember the last time the heat scored 140 points. So the fact that they had 142 points in a game uh, and that unfortunately I wasn't able to attend the game because I, you know, I had some other things I had to do. uh, I was kind of pissed off, uh, you know, that I wasn't there, but Hey, um, you know, I would have been okay with Halliburton beating me. I'm not okay with what happened, yeah. you know, on you know on Saturday night with TJ McConnell beating me. That really pissed me off. Yeah, like if I course. wasn't already mad that I didn't get to go to the win, we scored 140 points. You know, watching that loss just got me even more heated. So I just I just went from like a, a pissed off level to just even a more pissed off level after that loss. Yeah, and the worst part is is that, and we're gonna get to that game in a, in a second, but. You know, for the most part, we talked a little bit about the first game against the Pacers. We edged it out, had the fourth quarter that we always need, the fourth quarter that we've been sort of begging for uh, throughout this, you know, throughout the beginning of the season. We finally were able to get it. So that takes us into transition to the second game, which happened to be another home game against the Pacers just that Saturday. And... uh, and yeah, that was <laughs> that was a game that yeah. uh, we wish we kind of would 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 be able to sort of, I mean, you know, take back. And we ended up taking a loss, one hundred and forty four to one twenty nine. Very different game, very different players. And Italy, what were your thoughts on the game, the second game, of course, against the Pacers? Honestly, no defense, no defense. Bam and Highsmith were out. Just nothing. I mean, even Hawkes Jr.'s defense was not good. He he contributed with the points, but he had a couple big steals that kind of turned a little bit of the game into their favor. And I'm pissed off that we couldn't contain Toppin. I was pissed off that because I was like, okay, is this the game are we going to contain him? Is this the game where all four quarters and he's not going to score over 20 points on us? No, it happened. And with any Heat fan, as we all know, Solana, Chris, and Daniel – it's never over it until it's over with the heat. It's always neck and neck. And that's when Spolstra starts cooking with, with, with this second line. I mean, his second line, Chris Martin did pretty well. Um, Richardson did pretty well. But it's the defense that was the difference maker to me that we just couldn't 
contain together. And that's why I think we, that's why I think we lost. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, definitely the defense, there was, I don't think defense was in any of either of the both games for either of the teams. I mean, the scores were outrageous for both teams, but I mean, really it's, it goes down to, you know, the shooting percentage at the end of the game. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the yeah. Pacers shot 66% in this game. That's, that's, that's yes, insane. And then I'm going to give you it's three phenomenal. names, three names who are absolute. I mean, and I don't want to, you know, no disrespect to them, but you know, I'm, I'm Miami heat fan through and through you guys are nobody, bro. And this guy went to the U, but Bruce, Bruce Brown scoring 30 points. I mean, what yes. the hell is that? Aaron Na- Naismith scoring 22 and then TJ McConnell having 20 and 11. I mean, bleh, like, like, literally, yeah. bleh, 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 like it's, it's, bleh. it's, 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 it's a literal fumble on defense that yeah. occurred. And you can literally lot. tell the, you can literally tell the difference in the squad that played against the Pacers, the first game versus the squad that played them in the second game. But one thing I, f- I forgot to mention about the first Pacer game is and I don't know if you saw this in the stat sheet, Solana, but both Caleb Martin and JJJ, who we both thought were critical in the game, they both made up for a total of seven turnovers. That was seven out of 14 turnovers in that first game. They made up for half of them. That's one thing that I kind of noticed with both of those players is that maybe the lack of time doesn't give them the right cohesiveness to be able to work with certain players. Uh, I mean, later on during the the, the, the following games, they kind of cleaned that up. They didn't have as many turnovers. But for the most part, it's like what you said, Italy. I mean, their defense was uh, essentially atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, Richardson yeah, I mean, is the only yeah. one that, that had a block. Yeah, you were saying, Solana? No, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the loss of, of you know, Bam Adebayo. And, then, and Highsmith. And Highsmith. Yeah, yeah. And, and then Highsmith goes down. And, 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 you know, the Heat, you know, that are not an organization that are, you know, are going to sit there and complain, you know. We're a next man up type of organization. So, yes. I mean, look, you know, you had guys, you know, come in. Caleb Martin had 18. He had stellar game. Josh Richardson, 16. Yeah. Stellar game. Kevin Love, 14 off the bat. Again, so you're getting contributions. You know, unfortunately, you just got outplayed by, you know, a, a few nobodies and ha- that, that had a great night. It's going to happen in the NBA season. And right. especially uh, on these weird back-to-backs where you're playing the same team, like on back to like almost it, it's just weird. And it almost gives it like a mini playoff vibe because I'm sure the coaches are yeah. doing, you know, some sort of, you know, X's and O's or, you know, some sort of adjustments game in and game out from, you know, that first game to the second game. So, um, you know, I don't want to say Spo might have gotten out coached, but you know, may- maybe Spo got out coached this game. Well, and you're talking about where you're talking about where the Heat were lacking critical players like Adebayo. Highsmith goes down, and on top of that, you also have the Pacers who ended up not having Halliburton play as well. But I think the key here is is that the Pacers had enough sort of the uh, of goal in in order to win with all of the players that actually contributed. You know, mm-hmm. the, the players that weren't Halliburton actually started contributing. And, I mean, I'm looking at stuff like rebound stats for the Heat. When you have Kyle Lowry collect eight rebounds and he is your highest rebounding player on the team, that's yeah. problematic, especially 
especially when in the game before the the player with the highest amount of rebounds was Butler with 11, Kyle Love with eight. You have uh, you have JJJ who had five. You had Caleb Martin who had five. You know, at that point, you have other players that are sort of contributing on the boards and if there's any sort of saying in this basketball sport that really rides to the death is if you don't control the boards you're not going to win the game i mean absolutely is absolutely. that sort of a a thing it's that maybe you would... i mean that's other than first to 100 yeah you were six um, yeah i was just saying other than first to 100 yeah. that's the name of the game right whoever owns the boards at the end of the day wins a game and and it goes to both games Game one, Heat 48, Pacers 34, Heat win. Game two, Pacers win the boards. They win 42-38. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I mean, sorry, it go, they won 32-28. I was, I was off by 10 in each, but still. Yeah. I mean, they won the boards, you know, and, and again, they, they they take the dub. So, you know, not uh, not a bad rule to live by, Chris. No, absolutely. And, and. Italy, I'm pretty sure you agree with that as well. You know, Definitely. they didn't win on Definitely. the boards. On, on top of that, they didn't have the sort of uh, defensive prowess that the Heat normally have. I mean, the, the Heat are known to be like a strong defensive team. And if it's not by players, it's by system. And in yeah. this last game, in that game against the Pacers, it wasn't just the players that broke down. It was the entire system that for some reason... It's like you said, Solana. They prepared a little bit better than we did. I mean, am I am I wrong by saying that, Italy, or or is there another angle to this? Well, it's when your two best defensive guys go down, people are going to have to pick up that slack, and no one picked up that slack. Just like yeah. with the boards, it just everything fell apart, especially in the third quarter. So when things are yeah. transitioning in the fourth quarter, just like Solana said, when we've been winning fourth quarters lately, those two quarters, second and third, are very important because then you have a bunch of nobodies coming up against us yes. that are executing their plan, and we can't even get our second line to do something. So, yeah, I agree. And 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 I want to mention something, Solana, before you make your last point and we jump over to the to the next game one thing i want to mention about some of the contributions made by other players i mean we got pretty solid contribution we got richardson with 16 points kevin love with 14 jjj had 11 Caleb martin another banger with 18 uh duncan robinson had 17 uh you know we had contribution from a lot of players that it was expected to sort of win this game but i mean solana like you mentioned when you're having games come out 144 to 129 i mean there's no defense anywhere to be found in that basketball court no no absolutely not and i mean it's not heat style basketball the heat are usually the type of team that are going to keep yeah you know try to keep teams under 100 points so to see yes. you know that you know that that high uh amount of points against the heat look i wasn't surprised because danny and i actually talked about it you know going into the games last uh last week we'll, we were doing the pod. We talked about it, you know, with Tyrese Halliburton and, yeah. and and the Pacers being the number one scoring team in the NBA. You know, what can we expect out of those games? And we said no defense. So if you go back to, to episode seven, we talked about no defense. And, you know, look, 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 the end of those two games, absolutely no defense. But I'm going to give you a hell of a segue here, bro, because JJJ 
was great game one against the Pacers. He was okay against game two, but there's been an unsung hero in this two and one over the last three games. And that's my number one boy, bro. My number one boy is back. D-Rob, baby. D-Rob is back and he is cooking. Ooh, give me the train yeah. balls, baby. And not only that, he is driving. Did you see that drive and off the backboard and in? I mean, bro, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Well, I mean, he's been he his well, points and that's a guy that yeah, go. It, I, it, sorry, can, can you hear me? And and that's okay. a guy that I've been preaching. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, go, go, go on. Then you can come to it's me. Maybe go, go it, it might be my connection. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's somebody that I've been preaching about. It, it's somebody I've been preaching about probably since the beginning of, of the season that he has made the big, if there's any player that has really changed their game style, it's him. He's the one that has changed completely and evolutionized, I guess, the way that his style is instead of just sitting behind the three-point line. And good for him, man. Yeah, he's back and he's better than ever. Yeah, Italy, go ahead. I mean, his points have been over 38 to 39%. He's shooting th uh, three-pointers over 20%. And it's not – he's not he's not just establishing having a connection with Bam. It, now you're yeah. seeing full light of what he could do with Jimmy, what he can do with Martin. This is what we needed from him to step up after Hero is. And he has been elevating his game. He's blocking better. His defense is better. Every, we're seeing this guy that we want him to be, and it's, you're kind of – Every game, there's always something new that needed to be done before, and it's coming to light. I love it. This is what we want. Hell yeah, baby. Last year, the Struce was loose. D-Rob got mad. He went back to the factory this summer. He found himself some game, came back to the court, and my boy is just, woo, I can't wait. I think I haven't bought a jersey since I bought a D-Wade jersey probably like nine <laughs> years ago. I think I might have to buy a D-Rob jersey. No lies. Ooh. And you know what? I would customize it and just put D-Rob in the back. Don't even put Robinson. <laughs> I'm down, bro. I'm down. If I can That's get one of the, the ones from last year, like you know the ones from last year where you could customize the number and all that? I would 100% yes. get that one yes. and put D-Rob, no doubt. Oh, oof. I would do that. And I would get it signed. Woo! My boy. Back. Ooh. Oh, that would be phenomenal. I love that. So, so we move on. So we move on from playing the Indiana Pacers in the sunshine in the Sunshine State, and uh, a couple of days later, we end up north of the wall, and we are now in Toronto to play against the Raptors, which mm -hmm. that game ended one twelve to one hundred three in favor of your Miami Heat and our Miami Heat, and that game. It didn't seem like too much of a give me. Let me tell you, there's one thing that I realized about that game. Toronto Raptors have a, a a little team out there. They're pretty. They're they're, yeah. they're pretty nice team collectively. You know, uh, I don't want to say that they're scary in terms of like, oh man, I can't wait to play them in the Eastern Conference. But they got themselves a, a pretty good little team out there. So. Not that I was nervous because if you really look at it, the Heat took over three out of the four quarters. They they only lost in the second quarter. But for the most part, the Heat had pretty good momentum throughout the game. 
um, with some key country with, with some key players contributing. Italy, what did you think about the game against the Raptors? You let Chris Martin loose. He has been the best three pointer so far, in my opinion. It's over twenty nine percent. He's been that's most of his points coming from. You let him loose. He was great. Or, Orlando Brown, man, Orlando Robinson. Sorry, that's Dan's guy. He loves Robinson, and he is just gritty. Like his defense was good, his blocking was good, his stealing was good. He doesn't give up. He's a motor horse that um, Eric Wilshire has been preaching about with this guy and stepping up, and he has. And then, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to give it to, got to give it to Duncan too. That that's when really Jimmy and and his chemistry came to life, and that's when it became a complete. Moment for me watching Duncan and Martin, it was a complete moment for me. But the highlight of the night has got to be JJJ. I'm sorry, JJJ. That's special, special player. His defense still has a little bit of work on. I get that, but rookie of the month, he could potentially be rookie of the year. Steal. I, I, even though there were at times with the Raptors, you know, uh, 30 points. I can't pronounce his name. What's his name? Six, it came, succumb. What's his Siakam. name? Siakam, sorry. Oh, thank you're you. talking about you're talking about uh, Pascal. Yeah, yeah. Th th Thirty points. And but they had a good team. They had a good team. This was this was the team that it went all the way to the end with. So it was our fought battle. But I still think I individual players that what I like to see, and I saw growth in that. Nice. And yeah. Solana, yeah. what did you think about the game? Before I go ahead and get my thoughts. Yeah, I mean overall, I mean. The Raptors were in the game the whole time. I know you said that the you know the Heat won three out of four quarters, but if you were really, really you know in close. there watching watching the nitty gritty, I mean the Raptors got within a couple points, you know, both in the yeah. third and fourth quarters. He were able to come back and pull it away. Duncan Robinson was absolutely magnificent in the fourth quarter, hitting a couple tray balls, having a nice, nice couple of assists. Um, Orlando Robinson, I cannot say enough about the young man. I mean. He, he just next man up, man. You know, uh, Bam goes down, and they were talking about it on the broadcast last night. Bam goes down, you know, Orlando steps in, and he played some big minutes in the fourth quarter. Excellent defense, you know, against uh, Jacob Purtle. Double double. So, yeah, he had a double double. I mean, you can't ask for enough. And then obviously, Caleb Martin filling in for, for high, you know, Haywood Highsmith there in the starting lineup. I mean, the guy just blew up last night. Hopefully, you know, it's his welcome back party. Uh, you know, he's been pretty consistent over the you know the last few games. And look, the Heat might, you know, be hitting the injury bug. But, hey, man, they f find a way to win games. And and it's just always been like that. And it's that's why it's fun to be a Heat fan, man. That's why it's fun yes. to be a Heat fan. Heat and, culture, and, baby. Heat culture. And the funny thing is, is that they only had seven turnovers in this game. So you could tell that collectively – they were playing a little bit more organized. They were playing with a little bit more continuity. And I feel like the I feel like the lineups that they put on the floor matched very well against Toronto. And that's where you started to see key contributions like from Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson. I mean, you know, uh, Robinson, both Robinsons both contributed heavily. And then you got JJJ that's contributing consistently. That's the key here. I don't want to see you come out with 20, 30 points every three games. The case, the, the fact of the matter is, is JJJ, if you're going to keep producing consistently above 12, 
14 points a game, I will take that any day of the week over a 30, 40 point banger every one to four games. So give me that every single day of the week. Um, you're starting to see Duncan Robinson. He's actually playing very, very well. Like you mentioned, Italy with his other compadres like Butler and, uh, and Martin. So you're starting to see a little bit better uh, uh, ball movement and ball rotation because, again, like you mentioned, Solana, Duncan Robinson is is really starting to kick into another gear, his game style, his games, his gameplay, and we're starting to see the fruits of it uh, with, with how we're winning games with Duncan Robinson. I can't believe I'm saying that, with Duncan Robinson. Like, yeah, I mean, who it was a... Yeah, there was a lot of great. points down the stretch yesterday. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of times down the stretch where the ball was in Duncan's hands and they were running yes. a high pick and roll with Duncan, you know, to get, you know, it, it was usually with uh, with Butler to see if they would get some sort of screen right. and and, and, and yes. he would get, you know, a shot. If not, he would pop it out to Butler. And, and, and so they're playing a really interesting two-man game and he can play the two-man game with Butler. He can be shown that he can play now with Robinson because there was a couple yeah. times they went high pick and roll with Robinson and he got it down there or he got the shot. So, I mean, Spo is I'm really, really trusting Duncan to run this team with, you know, the, the other players who are injured out. And I think that, you know, that really shows the amount of trust that he has in Duncan. And look, finally, you know, he's, he's fulfilling, you know, I know a lot of people were hating on him because, you know, he has a big contract and stuff, but dude, the guys, is, the guys always had it. He just had an off year and, you know, yeah. he had to go back to the to the like to the barn and retool. Came back and hey, he's stroking. Love it. And not only that, Eric Spolstra is is he if you see his press conferences, which I know you do, he is notorious for finding that mistake, work on it in the film room, and then get back on the court and figuring out what it is that is wrong. I feel like Duncan and even Caleb Martin are fixing that each and every day. And you can see it on the court, especially in the third quarter. And that's why I that's why I trust this coaching staff so much because we are known for heat culture as the next man up and for development and for kind of like a resurgence because what Lowry has done and what Love has done. So that's why I like seeing too. Well, and, and just to, I guess, double down with the whole heat culture reference, that is something that I do give this organization a lot of credit for because – Whenever you do have players that start watching their own flaws, you're not always going to get the sort of positive reaction, especially if they're kind of big timey where they're like, oh, well, I don't have to improve on my flaws or or be more dynamic with my gameplay. But that is one thing that you that you uh, as a fan or anyone as a fan of basketball has to give the heat a little bit of credit for because they do have a culture set in place where you have players that not only recognize their flaws or recognize where they can be better, but they actually go out and they do what it takes to be better and to be able to sort of eliminate those flaws. So that's one thing that I do give a lot of credit for to the Heat organization because they do find a way to be able to sort of mold players in a way where it's like, hey, you know, these are your flaws but this is how you're going to be able to get better. And they eat it up and they move forward, eating it up. Yeah. Agree. And, agree. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, and Joe, I, I mean, Joe Kurtz agreeing in the comments as well. I mean, in the heat hold like the highest praise, like you got to go to their level. 
yeah, you know, the absolutely. coaching and everything else. Everything is on their terms. If you can't cut it, you're gone. They have a certain like even with the weight thing. Remember, like even with Jokic right now, because they're saying a lot about Jokic right now. He's still young, but it, it's baby steps with, with, with these guys. As long as you yeah. reach that certain level at the end of the season, then you will be here. But it takes time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Solana, you had some thoughts? No, no, no. I just, I mean, I, I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. And look, um, you know, Kevin Love, I think, is going to be a player that, and I'm just, I just want to mention this, that later in the season is going to be huge for the Heat. Um, last night, in last night's game, he missed two or three threes where he was just wide open. I think if he would have made them, we would have all, you know, we wouldn't have had to sweat it, sweat this game out. It wouldn't have been a, a clutch game that, that the Heat are known for playing. But look, man, overall, you know, over the last three games, uh, you know, I'm feeling good about the team. Um, I know you guys are feeling good about the team. And and really, you know, just the development of these guys and just, you know, I, I, let me tell you, man, seeing Jay Rich back in, in you know, the black, white and, and red of heat, uh, you know, of heat culture it uh, and seeing him play well just kind of touches my heart a little bit. So it feels good. It feels good. Put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels good to especially watch someone who was with us before leave elsewhere and then return and sort of get back on the grind of embracing everything that the Heat gives him in terms of not only as a player but to better himself and his and his abilities. So, yeah, I agree. It's a feel-good story for sure. And yeah. so, yeah, and we jump out of the feel-good of going two and three in the last week. And now we're going to look ahead, guys. So we got three games. We got three games. We actually got four games. But I, um, as a matter of fact, yeah, we got four games coming up yes. before yes, we jump on at night. Uh, the first game is going to be against the Cavs tomorrow. That's at 8 p.m. That's here in Miami. Then we fly over to play the Hornets. Uh, that's going to be on Monday. And then we come back to Miami and play the Hornets once again, which I just, I don't understand why, why the NBA has that sort of scheduling where you're playing the same teams back to back. I think that's awful. And then, and the bulls we too, and, we, we, we do it with the bulls as well. I don't get it. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. Like if there's not enough teams in the league in order to sort of differentiate right. how many times we play each other. Right. And then like, like you mentioned, we have the Bulls. That'll be Thursday night on the 14th of December. And then, of course, we played them Saturday. But we're not going to talk about the Saturday game. We'll go over that at nighttime next Thursday for you guys. But going over those four games, Cavs, Hornets, Hornets, Bulls, what do you guys predict? And I'll start off with you, Solana. What do you predict is going to be the outcome? We're 12-9 and nine right now, right? Do you think that we're going to be able to stay over 500? I mean, if if we lose all four games, we're not over 500 anymore. But I imagine that we're going to stay over 500. But what's your prediction for the next four games? Yeah, I mean, I think it, definitely the Heat will stay over 500. I think tomorrow is going to be a tough game. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, missing some key players. They already announced that both Haywood Highsmith and, uh, and Bam yeah. Adebayo are both going to be out tomorrow yeah so you know that's gonna be tough against you know a Cavs team that's you know if, if everybody's healthy it's gonna be a yeah. tough game you know you got Donovan Absolutely. Mitchell and uh right. you know you got you got the Jared Allen you know da down there in the in the middle so it's gonna be nice to see Orlando Robinson match up with him so I think the Heat will come away with the win just because of home you know home court advantage they have been playing 
pretty good on the uh, you know on the home court this year and i think they'll come up with the win and then man you know lonzo ball back-to-back games he's been balling lately um he doesn't scare me but i think we take the split there i think you know you know maybe they win you know on their home court and we win on our home court on wednesday and then you know dude we just played the bulls twice like in chicago like like what are we doing you know like Yo, Adam Silver, what are we doing, bro? What are we doing? Like, we like we were just in Chicago and played back-to-back. Why are we doing it again? Like, this isn't good for my tickets. Come on, man. Um, but, look, I think the Heat, you know, beat, beat the Bulls on, on next Thursday night. So, coming off, you know, off of a back-to-back, um, you know, it's going to be tough, man. Is that a – it looks like it's, what, four games in, in five nights? So, yes. it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And Italy, what are your thoughts? So, so then, all right, Solano. So you're saying what, like a two, three, and two, one. three, one? Okay. And what about you, Italy? We got the four games coming up. What do you think is going to be the, the the most solid prediction here? I, I just really think that we're going to win three out of these four games, and I think we're going to w- sweep the Hornets, and I think we're going to win against the Bulls that first night. We'll talk about the next one next week but i think we will lose against the Cavs. they're right behind us in the standings and i think it's going to be a tough game we always face against a tough game against the cavaliers we all it always goes down to the wire and i think that's i think that's going to be a loss i think we're going to give it our best shot like we always do but i just think the Cavs, if they're on like solana said we will be in trouble but i'm not worried about the hornets i'm not worried about the bulls that's why i think it's going to be uh we'll win three out of the four games Nice. Okay. I think we're all on the same page because I think we're also going to, my opinion is, uh, my prediction is also 3-1. You got Joe Curry's a little different than us. He's saying 2-2. Cavs get the win. Hornets get one. I do see the Hornets pulling out a win because I do see, uh, like what Solana said, is a, a little bit more preparation. And then you got ball that's just balling right now. So I do think that we're going to split those two games. But the last time that we played the Cavaliers, we dominated one dominated them 129 to 96. And then also the last time that we played the Bulls back to back, we ended up winning one and we ended up losing one. But both of those games were pretty low scoring. So I think depending on the players that are going to be prepared for that game would depend on how the outcome is going to be for that game. But I'm very confident and believing that we're going to walk away three out of the four wins, uh, three out of the four games with uh, with a win. And so we'll be, what, 15 and 10 by the time that we come back on next Thursday night. Uh, and I think that's pretty good shape to be in, no, Solana? Absolutely, absolutely, bro. Can I tell you my top three Cleveland Cavaliers players that I just can't stand, like I just hate? Number one, Dwayne Wade. Number two, Max Struess. Number three, LeBron James. Can't stand those three guys. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, who can? I mean, who can? Those guys are terrible. <laughs> what about you, Italy? So, I mean, you know, so so we're all on the same page, Italy. I mean, we're going three and four next 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 four. I, I 100% agree that we will win three out of these four games, whether it'll be a loss against the Hornets or Cavaliers. I still think it's the Cavaliers, but um, I still think that we are on the right track because you've seen the individual growth with these players and the spark that is coming off the bench and how Spoltra is game planning and he's trusting some of these guys to step up and they have been stepping up. 
and we keep going over 20 30 percent with points and three points uh, three pointers yeah. and points we're gonna we're gonna be good absolutely absolutely yeah, it looks so, like looks like lonzo is gonna be out by the way because he hasn't played the last couple games but uh yeah. looks like G- gordon hayward's he's been balling he's got like scored 20 something the last couple games and uh let's not forget they got terry rogier on the roster as well so uh it's gonna be a tough game against the hornets tough back to back oh yeah i mean i think that i think that these next four games are definitely going to be tough especially like you mentioned what four out of the next five days it's yeah. uh you know it's going to be you know it's going to be brutal on the players so i definitely agree with that um but i, I mean like i said i still i still feel like we're going to edge out three out of the four games uh and the series uh end the week at 15 and 10 come back on here next thursday and get the ball rolling to be able to go ahead and and still feel good about you know what what's to come in the future. So I mean, other than that, we went over the last three games. We talked a little bit about the upcoming four games uh, before we end the show. Italy, you got any thoughts? Anthony Mason. Nice. Okay, I like that name. And uh, <laughs> Solana, do you have any thoughts? Because I got it. Ah, you know what I was going to say? Wally Zerbiak. Since you mentioned the Cavs, I might as well mention Wally Zerbiak. So that's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. Mo Harkless? Oh, okay. Mo Harkless. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Cedrunas Ogowskis. Oh, my God. Cedrunas Ogowskis. Oh, my goodness. I had a player right in the top of my head. And I totally lost. You could go Daquan Cook too, but uh, you know. I, just I mean, what it. about Justin Hamilton though? Or or Zadrunas Elgowskis. <laughs> so we'll end it on that note, guys. For those of you that were chiming into the chat, thank you so much for chiming into the chat, Joe Kerr. You are phenomenal, my friend. And for those of you listening live, thank you guys for taking the time to listen live to us. Uh, catch us every Thursday night. We always do a heat podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your friends, friends. Tell your girlfriends, friends. And um, and for those of you that were listening, streaming on any sort of streaming platform, whether it's Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, or whatever, thank you for the take, taking the time. Just make sure to leave a comment, Wally Zerbiak. And uh, and that's it for this uh, for this episode of the Batter Heat fans. So until the next one, guys, mm-hmm. have a good one. Clarence Witherspoon. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.